Hey there, you guys. Jacqueline Jacks from AVA Live Radio. I have a special treat for you on the podcast. I'm going to be talking to my friend Mignotti because he is from, um, actually, he's a former Tony Robbins crew trainer. He used to do um, certified training, speaking with under Tony Robbins who I am a big fan of. And I thought this would be a really perfect time for us to talk about things like ways to distress and thrive during COVID. And the reason why is because even yours truly gets stressed out from COVID. So I know in fielding a lot of comments from you guys that it is a stressful moment in time. So hi there. How are you? Thanks for joining me. Hi, Jacqueline. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. It's great to be back. Yeah, it's nice to have you back on. You know, I was actually really like so excited to see that you had trained under Tony Robbins. That must have been like such a cool thing to do. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, I've been a big fan of Tony Robbins for many years now. I mean, it started with books and podcasts and videos and stuff like that. And, you know, many years later, I'm actually in front of him. I'm, I attended his event in Singapore and then I just... I did a certification under his coach and then I'm crewing for him. So, you know, it, it, it became a reality. My dream came true. It's, it's, it, it was fun. That's really killer. Yeah. He must have been yep. such an amazing inspiration. Like all the people that you get to work with around him, they must be so inspiring. Absolutely. He, he's, a, he's brilliant. He's brilliant at what he does. And yeah, uh, he his team is great. And yeah, it, it, it was phenomenal. The experience was out of the world. What would him. you equate his teachings to? Like, are there any well-known, uh, just people from our history that you would think he was kind of equal to? You know, like, is he is he more is he more religious based, or is he more just kind of like theory? Because I know he does money money um, chats think, too, right? He's... Like, he advises on a lot of different things. Yeah, he, he advises on a lot of different things, but I think he's very practical. I mean, his understanding of human psychology is out of the world, and it is practical. When I say practical, it actually produces results. He doesn't come from a school, particular school of uh, thoughts or university and this and that. He comes from application. He comes from experience, and in my opinion, he he has a phenomenal ability to like produce the deepest shifts in human psychology yeah. in a moment's notice sometimes, and he understands human psychology like none other I mean in, in, in my opinion so he's phenomenal he's great at what he does and that's how he started but eventually he kind of mastered all these different areas of his life but his core foundation is the psychological understanding and and his deep compassion uh, for humanity and you know his willingness to serve uh, humanity I think he has a very big heart as well um, I think that that plays a big part as well. Yeah, he's very loving. <laughs> yeah, he sees yeah. it. He sees right. it. Well, what a great thing, you know. I I would yes. want to study just to just to be able to meet him. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah, you should you if know? you get a chance. You yeah. should. You should. The yep. um, you know, with what's going on right now, and we never would have thought this would have lasted so long and been something just heard so loudly around the world and also brought to surface so many things. It kind of reminds yes. me of things that I've been fighting for years, which is personal blocks. I feel like a lot of people are having to face a lot of things right. personally that they, they maybe were burying before and either COVID brought it to the surface, whether it be fear or, or extreme 
you know, sorrow, maybe just a lot of stress and coping mechanisms. Maybe things weren't really like going well before. And so this amplified everything and now it's all blown up for people. So there, I see a lot of different things in that vein. I thought maybe we could talk a little bit about how to thrive during COVID because although I felt stressed, I feel like I have thrived during this time. I'm not ex exactly sure why, because I've been more busy than usual, right? But how do you think people can thrive during COVID? Right. So, uh, I mean, people are stressed out of their minds and this, this yeah. particular crisis is actually testing people to the core, mm -hmm. right? And, yeah, you know, and, and, and there is a necessity out of pressure for us to actually evolve, you know, rise to the next level of functioning yeah. and it, it, there's a pressure for us to actually you know uh, find new tools new ways to actually equip ourselves to conduct ourselves in a better way and not just right now uh, even in future that's what a crisis does it actually creates a necessity for us to really step up right mm -hmm. and that's what it is doing but it is painful and so many people are suffering it's sad but you have to use it to, uh, you know, learn new toolkits and uh, things like that. So fundamentally, what I think, you know, what, what keeps people grounded uh, mentally and emotionally is basically anticipation of a compelling future. So you need to know where you're going because as, as Jim Rohn said, Jim Rohn is a mentor of Tony Robbins. Jim Rohn says that without a vision, human perishes. So if you do not have a compelling future, uh, future you know, the pull of the future, you will be hold back in the past, right? You'll mm -hmm. be drawn to the past, the problems, you'll, you'll make them larger than they are. And then, you know, you'll get consumed into it. But if, if you have the force of a compelling future driving you, so you know where you're going and it, there's an emotional drive it, you know, attached to it. So it's like pulling you, it's, it's a pull versus the push because push requires will, willpower and willpower doesn't last. So pull of a compelling future is the first fundamental force uh, you know that will ground you mentally emotionally right it, it also restores the sense of meaning you know it, it uh, there's a sense of purpose and it actually drives you that so that's the fundamental thing so where are you going you know for two years three years after the yeah. crisis what does it look like and why you absolutely have to have that future Right. That is the first thing. You need to get clarity on your vision because without a vision, human perishes. I completely um, get that. So like to, to get, yep. draw my, my um, listeners into um, to it really practically, what I'm hearing and what I think yep. I've experienced is I constantly just my my work and, and the way that I function is always yep. kind of dealing with today. And also keeping my mind on what it is, the goal, the next goal that I'm supposed to be achieving or that I'd like to get done and accomplished. Right. So by having that yep. goal in place all the time, even when different struggles or hurdles come in, I'm used to those. Yep. So no matter what they are, I kind of just step towards them and step over them. And even if things are a little shaky, even if I'm feeling a little uh, worried or scared about outside, you know, pressures and things that are coming in. I'm always looking to, okay, how do I get from point A to point B today? So, so that probably is what saves your life, right? Absolutely. Uh, it's actually analgesic, meaning it takes away some of the pain for the moment. And it actually is, it's actually a psychological char characteristic uh, in human beings. So you need the force of the compelling future. That's the life force. That's the fuel that keeps the car running. And, and it, it gets overlooked and we don't talk about it, but that's actually what's keeping us going. Mm 
and it's analgesic. If I have to give you an example, let's say there's a there's a guy who's who's playing football, right? Mm-hmm. He's so driven, he's, he's so driven to win. You know, he's he's completely consumed in the game, and then he gets injured. And because he's so worried about the game, about winning, you know, he doesn't really feel the pain that much. Uh, as I said, you know, when you're driven by this compelling force, yeah. it takes away some of the pain from the moment. And it's true in real life as well. That's so so it's, 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 yeah. So it's, it's grounded very firmly in the human psyche. So, yes, we so- have to use it. Let's, yeah. go, let's go into another thing that I know for a fact yeah is is right. is a trouble because i i deal with it even at this point you know and right. it's blocks personal blocks like personal yeah. like it's almost like your baggage from your history or things that uh just maybe you've never tried before are getting in hmm. your way from moving hmm. forward and i feel like right. this moment in time with it being such a stress has been for hmm. some they've thrived because it hasn't been an excuse even if it was right. an excuse in the first couple months, it is no longer an excuse and they have just thrived, right? Because they've pushed through right. it. But is it an upper right. limit that they're in fact pushing through or is this just they got through the fear and now, you know, they're able to thrive? So uh, many of the people who managed to thrive right now during this crisis mm-hmm. have been trained in the school of adversity in the past one way or another. Because first time when you go through a crisis, it actually prepares you for the next one. Yeah. So yeah, it does, yeah so that it? that's really one of does. the aspects. So that is, yeah. So that is that is one of the things we can look forward to. So, so for so for people who are going through this the first time, next time it's gonna be easier. Yeah. Because this this crisis will train them, and it's gonna be hard hard as hell, but. It will teach them because what you're essentially doing is you're actually building muscles. When I say muscles, it's actually mental, emotional, spiritual muscles. Mm. And the way you build muscles is by lifting weights. So what you're doing is lifting weight, but it's it's the heaviest weight ever. But that does not that does not mean that you're not going to build muscles. And these muscles will enable you to build weights in future, right? So that, that's one of the ways to look, you know, uh, see this situation. And so first thing is a compelling future. Second thing, once you know what the compelling future is, you need to have some daily rituals. So you need to train your mind on a daily basis. For example, I believe in the power of uh, winning your morning, you know, win win the battle first thing in the morning. Yeah, the journal, the journal and doing stuff that's good that you love to do in the morning is is just a win. Exactly. (laughs) That's, that's, that's one part of it. But one Another part is I create a battle for myself. I create a very difficult battle for myself and I win it. So I I basically go push-ups full on, like 60, really? 70. And I go, yeah, yeah, That's that's been my ritual. It just takes like two minutes. Yeah. I am, that that's precisely why I have a world record in push-ups. I did 78 push-ups in a minute. Um, so because this, this has been like a toolkit that I've been using first thing in the morning. So what I do is I basically, you know, I get out of the bed and I just get started push-ups or dips or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I go until the pain point. And from the pain point, I go about 30, 40 reps more. And I, I, I want to stay in that pain zone because what I'm doing is I'm actually creating an enemy for myself and I'm winning the battle and I'm making it difficult for myself. So that shifts my psychology. And it takes just two minutes. And it's something that has been extremely effective for me. 
that I do first first thing in the morning. Cool. Cause the pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cause yeah, the pain. yeah. Make it happen. See it through. That's interesting. Interesting. I I didn't think right. about that. I mean, I was an athlete, you know, in uh, in right. high school and college. So I I get about pushing pushing through, but we don't really see it like that, right? Because we were having such a good time. <laughs> I don't yes, know. Yes, 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 yes. No, you can you can do, always do that in a small way when yeah. sticks are not high. For example, if you do push-ups for like, you know, nothing is going to happen. You're just going to feel pain for 40, 50 seconds. That's about it. There's absolutely nothing you're going to lose from it. So risk is zero. But the thing is, you get to train your mental, emotional muscles. So, yeah. you know, make use of it. You know, <laughs> I like that. That's interesting. Yeah, yep. really interesting. Yep. I'm going to be more mindful about that later. But yeah, I guess, I guess professionals... Uh, they do no yeah. pain, no gain. They just they see it through. Like we don't take days Absolutely. off when we're sick. We don't take Absolutely. days off Absolutely. because you know it's just not Absolutely. possible at this level. You know, like you just set everything back if you don't show up. So you just kind of sure. you know bury it sure, and, sure, and move sure. forward. And that's just the way it is. What do you think the pandemic has taught us? Do you think that um, the lockdown, in your view, what do you think it's teaching us? Is it teaching us? Is it, I wonder if it's teaching us like how to be more appreciative of life, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it is. See, it away. is building our mental, emotional endurance, levels of patience. We'll, we'll, we'll come out of this pandemic more appreciative, more compassionate, bigger hearts, open hearts, you know, because, uh, you know, you know, when the heart breaks, it also opens, you know, you become yeah. loving, you become more compassionate, right? You become more thoughtful. So whenever yeah. there are good times, we party. Whenever uh, there is trouble, uh, we ponder. And when we ponder, we come up with solutions. And the thing is, you know, we may go through this pandemic for a year, let's say, or a few months. And But the thing is, the solutions that we'll create because of the necessity, because of the pressure, will actually serve us for many years down the line. And it'll enable us to serve so many other people. Each one of us can serve so many others. And it'll, it'll create the ripple effect. So basically, the return on investment is going to be very high. That is one of the ways to look at this thing. Uh, and yeah, so these are some of the benefits, uh, I think, indirect benefits. And we will, we will be appreciative about you know, this pandemic in retrospect at a later point. Mm -hmm. But... If we are able to like put certain things in perspective right now as we are going through it, I think uh, it will make it much easier for us to go through this. You know, if you can like flip, flip it and see like the gold, you know, because the packaging is it's, it's like a golden wolf's clothing, something like that. But, you know, the clothing will be removed and the gold will show itself, but it's going to take some time. But uh, it will come. And and uh, one more way to look at this would be, you know, life has seasons and the season always changes. There is winter, there is spring, and there is summer. So this is winter now, but it, the season is gonna change, you know. What do you uh, think so of? Just wait. What do you what think it? of the people who are are being really selfish right now? Like I I see I see kind of I don't just see two people right, but yeah. one yeah. specific person that yeah. I keep seeing is the the person that says, um, you know, they tie it to the mask wearing, I guess, you know, I'm not going to wear a mask because I just want to live my life. And if I get it, I get mm -hmm. it. And who cares, you know, and, and I'm, I kind of see it because they the science says that if you don't wear a mask, right, 
that you could be sick and giving it to the people around you and actually costing the life of other people. Do you think that that's a selfish act? Are those people selfish or what is it? What is the problem there? What, what do you think is going on with that? Um, yes, I think I think uh, it's it's a mix of selfishness coupled with uh, uh, some form of denial and, uh, you know, uh, an inability to see the long-term picture and see things in the overall scheme of things. Yeah. It's just, uh, you know, it's just a first level dismissal of the first level interpretation of things and without really getting into the depth of things and trying to figure out what exactly is going on and how it may or may not benefit or how it may or may not cause difficulties for people. Uh, you know, the inability to do that you know, can can uh, you know can can you know can stem from an attitude attitude like that, and it, it, at the root of it is probably selfishness. You know, if if <laughs> you know if, if I'm doing well, then you know maybe it's all right. It's all right. You know, I don't I don't really care about the masses. I'm doing well. You know, I'll do fine. You know, and I'm I'm doing certain some other good things in some other ways. You know, my, I'm good in my projection. My public projection or the persona is all right, and I don't really care. And there's also a little bit of denial because you're actually denying it uh, because you don't know what this thing looks like. You know, you're yeah. uh, under underestimating it. So oh, yeah, it, it's, I think really it's, it's a mix of uh, it's strange. Yeah. I, it's a mix of selfishness been, plus denial plus yeah. I have right. been so blown away by the way that some people in America have underestimated this virus compared to like mm. Canada and the rest of the world, because here in Canada, people got right on this. I mean, they didn't underestimate this virus at all. They were like, Oh, lock the border down. Everybody start wearing masks. Let's just do this, you know? And they just dove yeah. in and just did it. You know, yeah. it wasn't like yeah. even a question of should we, it was just, let's do it for as long as it takes and we'll all, you know, pitch in together and get through it. But right. I'm amazed right. that so many people in the U.S., and I, I can't say that I understand why. Maybe they don't mm -hmm. feel attached to it in any way. Maybe they feel like it's not in their area, but the numbers show that it was. So I'm amazed at how different, you know, people just in the U.S. stood out from Germany, Italy, Spain, you know? Although I can say in Spain, they kind of partied it up a little bit too long over there, right. unfortunately, you know. Right, right. Uh, yes. So I think everything boils down to our interpretation of pain and pleasure because everything that we are doing, we are actually trying to either get away from pain or we are trying to experience pleasure. Yeah. So it's all about that. But so at times, the interpretation is very short term. For example, let's say, why do people do drugs? They do drugs because it's pleasure for the moment. Yeah. But it's been in the long run. Same thing with the pandemic. Who the hell cares? You know, if, right, if it's going, right. if I'm oh, going to get COVID or if, if the society. That makes sense. Right? Yeah. But right now, I want to be able to go out. And I want to be able to live my life. You know, who cares about next month and next year? You know, uh, so you basically, you're, you basically, you're basically in the denial zone about the future. And you're just, you know, choosing to worry about the pleasure for the moment or the sense of freedom for the next week or the next month or just for today. Right, so that's that's one of the temperament that that you know uh, that drives like people all across the globe in in different walks of life. Yeah. But in in COVID, it's much more prominent. But that's that's a, that's a dangerous 
It is. <laughs> attitude it is. To, it's actually attitude to have. It's a dangerous. Yeah. I I have I have actually lost respect for a lot of people during this because they've mm -hmm. been so vocal yeah. about how they feel, and and I've like yes. unfollowed them on and blocked them on Facebook because I just don't want them around me. It's been so like yes. you know some of the stuff has been so. Um, so toxic that they've been saying yep. that I, I, I yes. physically thought, you know, wow, this is just not good because it's only a matter of time before this person like, you know, injects some of that nonsense into what yeah. I'm seeing every day. And I don't I don't like to surround right. myself with it, you know, but I want to know also about your ultimate productivity blueprint. I want to know how to hack time because everybody knows how yeah. busy I am. And yet yeah. I, I have a, uh, you know, a full-time work schedule and I look right. after my mom who needs my help right, right now and, and I do art, right? So like, I want to know mm. this productivity blueprint. What, how would you, <laughs> how would you prescribe sure, for me sure. so that I could do less, <laughs> but accomplish more? <laughs> right. I have a tricky no, though, I think, right? I think I think you're already doing great uh, when it comes Thank to productivity you. because I keep wondering how do you juggle between so many things. <laughs> so I'm sure whatever it is uh, that's your blueprint, it's it's phenomenal. But still, I'll share mine that works with me. All right. Uh, so, uh, so the conventional notion of productivity is around time. I have more time. I have less time. I can do more things in less time. That's productivity. Yeah. But essentially, time is just one of the parameters uh, in in the equation of productivity. So you have time. And then you have the quality of focus, mm -hmm. and then you have the amount of energy, mm -hmm. and then you have uh, what? How relevant is the task that you're doing? For example, if if I have to talk about focus, uh, as per research, let's say if you're doing a task that should have taken you one hour, without distraction, and I'm going to distract you every 11 minutes, it's going to take you three to four hours. So you basically triple the time just by putting in a very minor distraction distraction every uh, 10 or 15 minutes i think 11 minutes sorry so that's so that's, that's how costly the dis distractions are so if you can eliminate distractions which is basically other way of saying it you know is improve your focus then you're going to like you know cut the time by a third uh, second thing is how much energy that we put in how much energy we have for the particular task that determines how productive we are we are focused, we are like zoned in, and then we are energetic, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And you can get so much more done. You know, you might be able to so get true. done, let's say five hours worth of work in, in an hour, right? And last but not the least, like, you know, I am, uh, you know, I'm focused, I have a lot of energy, I'm like nailing it, but what did I do? Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I read about Roman history. So it doesn't make sense, right? <laughs> because it's not connected to my outcomes, which is basically music and coaching and stuff like that. So last part is relevancy. How relevant is the task to your outcome? Which again, boils down to the fact, do you know the outcomes that you're after at the end of the day, at the end of the week, right? Yeah. So, you know, f first thing is figure out the outcomes that you, that you want at the end of the day. Is it like making $2,000, $5,000 money, I don't know. And then work backwards from, you know, uh, backward mm -hmm. deconstruct into the to-dos. And the most important activities that needs to happen to reach that outcome. So that outcome, and now schedule blocks of time, hourly blocks, and then make sure you have focus, you have energy. So, yep, I think focus times energy times relevancy uh, is I like that. the ultimate Productivity it yep. sounds good to me. It sounds good to me. <laughs> and you're absolutely right. I do. I do focus. I do focus blocks of time. 
and the art came about um well i've been doing art since i was you know in in school so like to me that's how i unplug at the end of the day and that gives me the mental rest and the mental break in order to gather myself and be strong the next day for work again so even though i work a lot of hours i find that the mental break comes like no other with the artwork because it really does remove you you can't think about anything else except what you're doing when you start creating you know what i mean it pulls everything all the focus absolutely and that's that mental break it really does help Perhaps I've been doing yes. it my whole life because I've really been juggling a lot. You know, like I always do art as something as as yes. in part. Um, so that would be helpful for people yes. then. They just need to like have a focus. Um, they have to know themselves really well and know that, Absolutely. right? That, okay, I go through the day. When do I have the least amount of energy? What tasks am I doing when I have the least amount of energy? When do I have the most, which is typically in the morning? save some really good fun stuff for the morning. Like for instance, right now, um, those of you Mm. who are watching this podcast on video, I just started a brand new journal and in the journal is going to be like the, the background things, thoughts and, and reflections on the artwork that's coming out. So patrons can actually see what was, you know, what was in my mind at the time. But that to me is pleasurable. You know, that's something that I enjoy doing. So I look forward to doing it, which gets me out of bed in the morning really early, <laughs> you know, right. and then before right. you know it, your day's rolling and you, you just have those mental breaks and those shifts. That I think, absolutely. I think you're absolutely right. I think I do do that now that you now that you say it. You know, interesting. Yes, really interesting. I told you, you are you are already doing great. Thank you. Um, Thank you. So are you, yes. especially because you. I just want to say before we go, he is the Asian Book of Records. What is this record holder? Asian Book of Records, right. India Book of Records, World Record. Records India, two categories, push-ups and music. (laughs) I love the push-ups. That's great. (laughs) Yeah, I already told you the push-up story. Yeah, yeah, you Uh, did. How in in music? Uh, Music was, uh, so I, uh, my profile in experimental category, so I write experimental music. I think first song, we talked about my first song on AVA Live Radio. So we did. Um, So my Profile uh, was rank one in Reverb Nation. Reverb, uh, Reverb Nation is an American platform. Uh, so there it was rank one for about six weeks. And that happens to be a record somehow. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing, though. Oh, my gosh. That's, like, really, really good news. How come, How come? like, did you have to apply for it? Or did it just, like, did they keep track? Or how did that happen? Like, no, I applied for it. You did. I applied for so it. So you pointed I applied. it out. Yeah. I was like, you know, it's, it's, it's there for like six weeks. I'm like, hmm, maybe that's a big deal. Uh, yeah. How about I just try applying to some of these uh, record companies? I just applied to World Records India. They're like, oh, congratulations. Oh, that's so <laughs> it's, cool. It's I love it. Wow. That's a great thing. Are you still there? Ah. He bounced. Well, he is in India, so I can imagine that that that's going to happen from time to time. I thank him so much for being there, and um, I don't know if he can hear me right now, but if he can, I thank you so much for joining me for this episode. That was really helpful, and we got some tips from from a world-class public speaker and trainer. He also wrote a book. I just want to point out to you guys 
um, before we go. It's a self-help book called A Relentless Pursuit of the Truth. Came out in 2019. He won author of the year title in that year. And you can get more about his training on his website at M O N J Y O T I B dot com. And you can read all about him. I will certainly put links up in the description box and uh, we'll have a episode blog post on the website, AVA Live Radio. Just look for Manjati. That was a great thing. And, and I really hope and I wish you guys so much well and, and health and, and happiness. I hope you stay inspired during this time and maybe, maybe even out of this time. This, if you find your focus and you find what really does inspire you, you too can come out of it better than you went in. You know, maybe you can get inspired and find something that you love, love, love to do and use this extra time to do it. Because we certainly have a lot of things that have changed. And as we can't do certain things, right, you now have some personal time maybe that you can dedicate to it. This is Jacqueline Jacks for AVA Live Radio. I will be back again soon, guys. I'm going out with some songs from our top 20. This is top 20 summer singles and leading out with the Coma Brothers with Money. Have a great one, you guys. Can you smash some change? I wanna live but without these chains And all these thoughts creeping in my brain Like will I ever really have enough? Oh yeah I'm working hard at a quarter to five I wanna live but I need to survive And everyone say at least you're alive Baby I'm gonna try cause we all gonna I die I want that M-O-N-E-Y Let me just live my life I need that M-O-N-E-Y Something to ease my mind I want that M Keeping me up at night Give me that M-O-N-E-Y Let me just live my life They say that we live in free But I get charged every time I breathe And now I'm struggling just to see If we ever gonna hang it up on oh, I wanna live, baby, while I'm young I'll check the clock, cause it's ticking on I want your life, but it can't be today Slipping away, guess we all gotta pay I wanna I change, change. Just live my life. I need that M O N E Y. Something to ease my mind. I want that M O N E Y. Keeping me up at night. Give me that M O N E Y. Let me just live my life. They say money is not enough. Cause it don't take away the pain. And you'll still always feel the same. They say money can't buy your love. Cause I'm broke with a broken heart I want that M-O-N-E-Y Let me just live my life I need that M-O-N-E-Y Something to ease my mind I want that M-O-N-E-Y Keeping me up at night Give me that M-O-N-E-Y Let me just live my life I want that Life. 
money is gone Been way too long And back then We could do no wrong We traveled all this way We got so much to say But time It won't let us stay Sunshine shines so fine Not a care in the world Daddy's little girl But not every oyster's gonna give you a pearl This silly little bar There's nowhere I'd rather be Than on this boulevard It's alright We went through hell and back again Living life was our only sin Well, I can't resist, will I be missed? Testing my patience 
Nothing at all. 